And welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy Darry Lips and joined as always by my man Gio. Hey man. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? Are you back in your own area now? Are you still away? I'm still away. You know, I may as well just move in there, innit? Fuck it. <laughs> Why don't you give the other guy your keys? Yes, and he can have your house. <laughs> there you go. Just just swap. Um, and obviously by that voice joined as always again. By Mr. Damo, how are you, sir? I'm not bad. I'm just wondering at what point do I move into second billing above Geo because I'm more present. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I believe the tweet last week said we cannot do this show without Geo. We did say oh, that to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't feel the same. Um, and this week there is a fourth voice. Can you believe? Um, joined finally after months of. Trying to get him. I'm joined by Space Toaster. How are you? Good, sir. Yo, what up? I'm good, man. How are you? Living the dream every day. Living the dream every day. Right. So, obviously, we're a couple of weeks out. We didn't have anything last week. So, there's a few bits and pieces to go over. Um, not too much drama wise. Um, obviously, we got the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. So, I'm guessing that's going to take most of our attention. Um, I think we'll start, though, because Damo's been waiting to get something off his chest. I feel like we'll just start right there. We'll start at AEW. Um, please, the floor is yours, sir. So, it wasn't last week, was it, Tosh? It was the week before. I think, yeah, it wasn't last week. Sure, it was the week before, yeah. They had the tag match. Obviously, the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have won the tag titles, which, you know, fair play. Like, give them, give them a little something. Change the title holder, obviously, especially with the injury that... Um, Phoenix got it was cool, fine, but then this the following week after they'd won the titles, they started teasing something that scares the life out of me. Mm. So, if we split the tag team into two parts, obviously we've got Jungle Boy, who's an amazing up and coming superstar, got like the world ahead of him, does wonderful things, is going a long way, and then you've got Luchasaurus, who's not even the Matt Hardy or the Christian of the tag team. He's literally he's the Tyson Tomko of the tag team. He's absolutely no place. Um, he's not very good in the ring and he's boring to watch. You know, he's a grown ass man dressed as a dinosaur. Do whatever you want to do, but just do it on dark elevation for me, please. Um, and they're seemingly entering into a feud with another tag team of a similar sort of position. No disrespect to member two, but you've got Darby Allen, you know, world ahead of him, could be going on to great things. Fantastic. And then obviously his partner, Sting, who. No disrespect to Sting in his career, had a wonderful career, but man's about 425 years old. Mm. And despite what people tell me on the internet frequently, he he, he don't still got it. Mm. And I am terrified that we are heading into a world where I'm going to have to watch Sting face Luchasaurus. <laughs> and I'll be honest, like I'm all for like nostalgia and things and you know, giving Sting his little bit, like whatever, just he's just terrible in the ring now. Um I think it was when it was MJF and FTR versus Punk, Allen and Sting. It was just horrible to watch. Mm -hmm. And that was with two people carrying him and three people across the ring from him who were all like at the top of their game. I just think that is a recipe for disaster. And that's been my problem with Sting is that it should be about Darby Allen. And it shouldn't be about Sting, but it's more focused on Sting than it is Darby Allen. Was that if you watch? Was it last week the game, the match against the Acclaimed? 
like Sting basically got the best of the team by himself for probably half yeah. the match. Like at least half the match, it was Sting. It just they make it. it I don't know. I don't know. It just feels a bit too house show where Sting's just getting cheap pop. I'm not sure it's for TV. Even you know? 20 years ago, I wouldn't have minded Sting in that spot. But like the man's so old and like he's not in the best of shape. Obviously, he's had a long career full of injuries. Like he's not going to be a sprightly, springy chap. Like you don't expect that. But it just looks like I don't really. And the thing see is, a I don't. AEW don't. They don't need that Sting pull. They don't need it. Like Sting isn't changing numbers because we're getting to see him wrestle again. There's a lot more happening. You know, more people want to see Darby Allen. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe get it at the beginning because you know, yeah, yeah, you know. But we don't need it now. Do you think it's something in contract, or do you actually think that what they're seeing is they're enjoying what they're seeing from him? I think it's Tony Khan is a big WCW mark and just <laughs> I mean, he, like he clearly loves Sting and you know who doesn't like yeah 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 this isn't this isn't Sting anymore it's so not... he's what got I... stenosis. There's not much he can do. I don't know. Seeing him fly last week was pretty cool. <clears throat> What was you going to say, Toaster? Go on, sorry. So, honestly, right, with the Sting stuff, I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. Um, I'm, I'm a huge AEW fan. I'll say that off the mark. The reason I think Sting's with um, Darby is purely because, obviously, back in the day, he used to be able to travel the roads and all that shit. We've all heard the road stories from other wrestlers. AEW, when they started, hired a lot of young wrestlers that hadn't got TV experience. Darby Allen, for as good as he is, has no TV experience outside of what he's done in AEW. Now, he had a bit of a evolve. And Evolve sort of had a half sort of live product, not really TV national. I think having Sting with Darby, even though on camera, yes, it looks like an odd pair, and yes, Sting draws some of the attention away. But I think even with Sting paired with Darby Allen for this year, maybe part of this year, maybe goes to summertime, maybe they do the eventual split up, which they'll do eventually. It lets Darby pick Sting's brain constantly. And Sting is a man who's been in the wrestling industry pretty much at top for about 30 years. Yes, there was that time mm. out where he went to TNA. But in terms of WCW I mean, and even before TNA that, stuff wasn't bad. <clears throat> yeah, well, it wasn't Joker a terrible. Sting. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's there the same way Christian is with Jungle Boy. Christian is obviously with those boys purely to get Jungle Boy over. Like Christian will turn on Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy overcome the odds. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen that a million times. But I think with AEW, what they do is they pair a lot of the younger stars who they have faith in, who aren't necessarily TV, not TV ready, but aren't TV experienced and aren't experienced in working with a big company, such as if you look at Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, even MJF got it, Sammy's got it, all of their four so-called pillars that they're building for the future have been paired with more experienced stars that bring that experience, bring that knowledge, and share it with them. I think we're just going to have to tolerate the fact that we will see Sting at 60-odd years old, who should only really be doing a cinematic match at a push. Shouldn't For me, shouldn't be risking himself in ring. And it's not a a must-see event anymore. Like you said, Darry, he doesn't draw numbers. He's there for his experience. And exactly, in terms of... That's kind of what that main event was. It was like a young team, like the acclaimed, kind of got their ass handed to him by Sting. You know, and as much as I love Sting, and I was like the one dream match I always missed, the Sting Undertaker thing, that was always top of my list. I was a WCW fan way back when. Sting has always been there. I, they, they just need to pull back that blind adoration at the sake of some of their rosters. Like, the acclaim didn't need to get their asses handed to them by Sting. It would have been better if it was Darby Allen. 
I just felt like if they'd swapped the roles, what Derby did in that match to what Sting did, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because it wouldn't have mattered, you know? And I think it's that bit. I think they just got their places in the wrong way, you know? I agree with that, but Darby as well is basically the hot tag guy. Like, if Darby yeah. was in any other tag team, he'd be the one you tag and he throws himself about like a cannonball, does some spots and stuff. That's that's Darby's thing. I don't know if Sting necessarily could have come in and done any sort of real hot tag impact at this stage, which is kind of why I think he was just wrestling the match. Sorry, go ahead, David. I was just going to say, I think what you're saying about, obviously, Christian with um, Jungle Boy, um, Sammy and Jericho... They've not felt as it like Christian Jericho, etc., haven't felt as important to the other character. Like, I feel like with the Derby stuff, okay, the, the cinematic match that you mentioned worked really well and did. agree. Like, doing stuff like that, fine. But I think Derby's character has now, whether it's just because of his development and his confidence and things, has become too dependent on Sting. Like, they work really well together and it, it seemed like an odd pairing at the start, but the more it's gone on, like it, it works. Mm. But I feel like it's holding Derby back, whereas the others have been uh, like elevated because of who they're with. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, I, I love AEW Sting. I, I, I love the stuff he's done with Derby. I think they just need to pull the reins on Sting a little bit. That's all. Like, I, I wouldn't change too much. I just, it, it seems to be a lot of lot of sting, you know? Like, all right, yeah, but I've seen it and I don't want to see much more, you know? It's, he's, if they're not careful, he's going to become their Goldberg that nobody wants to see ever, you know? Because it'll just be like, can you, can you stop now? It's it's not pretty, you know? But it was good to see him fly, though, in the match. I'm not going to lie. Um, while we're on the topic of last week's AEW, I think I may be in love with Serena Deeb, and I'm just putting it out there. Actually, maybe... I would like to announce that I am retiring from the podcast. Um, <laughs> no part in Listen, Serena Deeb appreciation. What? No, no you will appreciate. No, 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 she is no. awesome. No, I no. love her. She's great. No. She's becoming my favorite woman. Hey, 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 Toaster, how would you like to be the new host of a podcast? <laughs> think I'm out too. Wow, that's all I had to do to get rid of you, both. Sweet. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I, I've, I've always liked Serena Deeb. Her and Santana Garrett were always, like, big ones for me. So, yeah, I'm going to stick to it. But other than so, that, I don't know what to make of last week. It, the, the mixed tag thing was great. I mean, Chris Statland is still very green. I mean, it looked a bit too choreographed at her point, but she's learning. I thought the match was great. But the rest of it was all kind of, like, squash matches. Like, yeah, all the way through. Mean- me and Tursa were talking about it while I didn't, we, we like, were watching. I didn't even need the CM Punk squashing spears. I didn't. Oh I no, know. I did. Oh no, that annoyed me. Yeah, um, like it I actually, it's not a CM Punk thing. I don't know. I've actually really enjoyed Spears' work, and I don't get me wrong. When Spears went WWE, I thought it was a bit meh. You know, we had the ten thing, whatever. Even the start of AEW, I was kind of like, eh. recently his work uh, with Wardlow has actually got me on side. And I've explained this mm. demo before, like his promo work. That promo he caught building up that punk match, he fucking built that match on his back on his own mm-hmm. with that promo. It was fucking stellar work. I don't think I've seen a better promo from him. And then his stuff with the chair where he looks and teases that he's getting some sort of sexual gratification when he beats people with chairs and shit. His character work at the minute is fucking on point. Him getting squashed with one move, I was saying no. That that did not need to happen at all. No, <clears throat> no none of it really did after that. And you know. But I don't know. It, but it was it was a rough crowd as well. To be fair, from the sound of it, 
it was uh, one of the roughest crowds that I feel like AEW have had in a while. I don't think Cody's promo helped. Cody's promo, I don't know. Brilliant. Oh, we're, we're going to argue here. This is, <laughs> this is you're going to lose all three if you start criticizing Cody Rhodes' promo. Because I will tell you right now, and I'll say no, this. So Damo's explained it because I had this conversation. That just, it, was, it was a shambles. It There's was just not... executed really badly. There is not one person in it the was... wrestling business right now that can touch Cody Rhodes when he's doing a passion baby face promo. And he's even admitted that he went totally off script. And that's what you could hear. He went off I script think and he didn't think it through. It just sounded... It, just, it was just nonsense. Like for an average fan. You know? For me. Give me a new appreciation for Cody. Because I just despised Cody up until this point. I was like, actually, that promo was awfully <laughs> brilliant. Excuse what me, I would... it was hot garbage. Okay, so <laughs> in your opinion, Dari, you didn't like that promo, right? No, no, if you look like, at... I like, the, I like what he was trying to put across. Don't get me wrong. The point of the promo, I'm with. <clears throat> the execution of it, just, it was it was jumbled nonsense. Right, do it me a favor. execution, I think. After this, go back and listen to the crowd before Cody's promo and after Cody's promo. Because he completely flips that crowd on him. At no, the start, the, the it's booing Cody and shit, and at the end, about. That's why honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's not. Listen to the promo. At the start, that crowd is completely against it because Cody's got the whole Homelander thing going at the minute where everybody wants him healed, but he's refusing. If you listen to that at the start, the crowd are completely against him. There's a fuck Cody chant and a couple of other things. By the end, they're eating out of La Palma's fucking hand. No, nah, they're sitting from- there, sitting there all confused. Wondering what the bloody hell you're talking about. <laughs> That's what they're doing. That's why they went quiet because they're like, wait, what? Is he on? Is he smoking something? I mean, to I be fair, know, that's what happens when you, you start a present A couple of times, you get the point of it. And when I spoke to Demo about it, I was like, yeah, I see all that. But it was just, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was the execution of it. I'm just not a very big Cody Rhodes fan either, which doesn't, doesn't, I suppose, doesn't work in his favor. I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. What did you think of Pac's promo? Oh, Pac's fine. That's all right. If you had a shit on Pac's promo, I'd have just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Experiment's not working. He's criticized too many things at this point. Pac, for me, I've always always loved Pac as well. Like, very underrated. And I feel like he just gets not used enough in in everywhere I've seen him. Like, I don't know. His big struggle AEW has been COVID. Like, Mm. the travel situation, because obviously Uh, got stuck, came back, got injured, got stuck. I'd say COVID and not wanting to lose a match. What, yeah, what do you mean not he's still to lose in that in that headspace? Is he like I don't? I think he's. But would you want to lose to people like Enzo Amore? Yeah, I completely. Even me now. No, I wasn't even talking Enzo Amore. I'm talking. He was booked. He was booked for like the first big AEW show, and then he was like. Yeah, no, I'm a champ. I'm not losing. I'm. I can't lose on this pay per view. So he just didn't you, show up. You know that wasn't Pac. You know that was Dragon Gate that pushed that through with Tony Khan, and there was a deal done behind the scenes. It's the same thing that Tony Khan has done with AAA and with Impact. <laughs> like AEW have actively strong relationships with other promotions, and they make agreements like that. That wasn't Pac pulling an Enzo. That was DG going. Please don't let him lose. We've booked him as our indestructible <laughs> champ, and it'll take the shine off. Right. I forget the guy was it. You who do you call the guy that beat him? Fuck. I forget, but it was Dragon Gate's next big star. They wanted to have the shine of beating the first person to beat Pac since he left WWE. It wasn't a Pac situation. That was Dragon Gate making a deal with Tony Khan. If we're talking promos, uh, are we going to talk about Moxley dropping the F-bomb? Well, I think (laughs) that's on my list of things to bring up because 
for me, like, if it wasn't for that Moxley promo, the rest of the show would have been a bit meh, which is how the matches went. Moxley's promo just, like, lit a fire at the beginning that just got you so pumped. And then what I wanted to touch on was Bubba Ray. Bully Ray. Fuck Bubba Ray. Honestly, like, fuck him. What an uh, idiot. How, See ya. how did he get to there? I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Even if you're just looking for clicks and stuff. Like, I think Renee's just said, hasn't she, that he hasn't even yeah. contacted them or anything. Like, he and has they don't to apologise. Like, he has to. The big takeaway is that even Paige, who is very outspoken, has <laughs> come mm -hmm. out and said, nah, that was stupid. <laughs> really the, the, stupid. It's a controversial hot take to get people to listen to his radio station. That's exactly. all Everyone's that is. talked about him a week, isn't it? And that's... He's He's slowly becoming Vince Russo in terms of controversial hot takes. Like, Bullier, this isn't the first time he said some bullshit that was controversial. It's the first time he said something to the level of Moxley. But he's always coming off with these hot takes. And he's literally Vince Russo. Yes, Bully Ray is the new Vince Russo. That's the next cameo, Gio, okay? It's Bully Ray. <laughs> but yeah, idiot. So I was going to put him forward for Idiot of the Week because I don't think many could touch Bully Ray this week. Oh, no, I, I got one for later, so. Oh, geez. Um, okay, but well, that's, you know, everyone messaging me that we never talk AEW. You can suck me from soft now, can't you? So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be better than Raw uh, currently. And I don't know. Rumble coming up. I... <laughs> I'm hyped because I love the Rumble, right? Like but WWE wrestling and TV right now is real hard for me. Like, even you, even SmackDown I'm like struggling with. 2.0 is fantastic. Take yes. 2.0, I love. I don't get why people don't like that. Like, I just don't get it. I think all of them new guys have come in and in a very quick, quick space of time, have made me interested in pretty much all of them. I even like what that chase dude. Like what? <laughs> like, I'm even I'm I, even invested in him. <laughs> I think the issue 2.0 has is that they didn't change the name. They should have just changed it completely to a different product. But I don't know if that was viable with the TV deal. But people are still comparing it to Black and Gold, which was Triple H taking indie wrestlers that are in the mold basically of what AEW do. And putting them in the WWE. But all those guys had to be broken down and rebuilt completely. And you can't do that to people that have been wrestling 10, 15 years all around the world. You can't yeah. break them down completely and suddenly turn them into the muscle-bound wrestlers that Vince wants. Like, there was none of those guys they pulled in. Your Adam Cole, Anneal Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano, Camp, but none of them were going to be Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker is, like, Vince's Bra ideal Braun wrestler. Braun is going to be the face He's of mini Brock in, like, three like, years, you know? Within three years, he'll be like the whole face. And the he thing just, is, like, I feel like NXT is now what it's supposed to be. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm watching people's development, you know? Like, yes, it's great to watch Champa. It was great to watch Joe. It was great to watch Nakamura. But they were all seen their beat it, done it. And it was just because there was no space for him on the main roster and we had NXT. But this NXT, actually, I feel like I'm watching the future. I think I've said on here numerous times, like, after the Reigns, after the Rollins, who are the next guys? You know, like you always knew who was coming before. I, like, and now I feel like I'm watching what's coming, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's people don't like change and it was just a sudden change and everybody's like, whoa, stop. I don't want this change. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Realistically, 
those that want what black and gold was need to go watch AEW and get over the fact that they chose the NXT. This big split the wrestling community seems to have where you can only like one or the other. Yeah, you can't like all wrestling. Say, get the fuck over yourself, right? You like black and gold? Go watch AEW. Half the rosters there anyway, and they wrestle that same fucking style. NXT yeah. 2.0 is essentially what you've said, Dari. It's the wrestlers being built the right way from the ground up so that when they hit the main roster, we don't see people come up and suddenly get dressed like a gladiator gimp or yeah. other stuff that doesn't fit their characters. The characters they're building in NXT will be able to translate because mm-hmm. Bruce and Vince, to some degree, have a hand in their characters and these people. They've got yeah. money on the bank and these boys developing them. And girls, sorry. Exactly, and that's... And that's and now's the time for them to really do it with stuff like Impact still doing its thing and AEW there. They can let some of these guys go. Like I know people are always upset, but guys like Kyle O'Reilly were going to get lost in that shuffle from what 2.0 is now. And I don't think Kyle O'Reilly would have made it on the main roster. So what do you do with him? You know, you let them walk. You let them bounce. Like I'm sure they would have loved to keep him, but I just yeah, as you say, I think you you hit it on the head with uh, if you liked black and gold, you'll love AEW. I would like, argue, that, that's exactly it. I would argue that it'd be a very different conversation if 2.0 was a separate show. So you, if NXT still existed in its enter, in, as it was in that that style, but then 2.0 was a different show on a different day, like, people would taking have the 205 more slot. For t- yeah, people would have more respect for 2.0 and the people that are on there. Yeah. So that, and I used to love 205. I was show. there was a guy. That I think Toaster used to do your podcast with that loved 205 too. I can't remember his name. Uh, was it Jack? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember having a conversation with him about my love. But I think you're right. If 2.0 had been like a fourth show, people, everyone would be raving about it because there's nothing wrong with 2.0. It, it's literally just the stigma that, oh, I want my Gargano on Chiamba. And it's like, well, go watch yeah. Other companies where they'll be wrestling or people like them. Yeah, wrestling. Watch Impact and AEW. AEW probably more, but watch those. Like, you know, you'll, you'll get your fix. You'll get your cheap version on Impact, but you get your proper version on AEW. Gargano and Ciampa have been beaten to the ground, though. Yes, they have. They have. <laughs> I mean, are, are we comparing them to the main roster where what Sheamus and Orton fought each other 26 million times? <laughs> yes. Or like, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus who have been tagged teams fight each so, other every week or Orton and Cena were the main feud for their main roster for years. It's so just I WWE actually, um, style, do you know what I mean? I actually got a question. Speaking of Sheamus, made me think of it because it's my answer. So the question that uh, was put for all of us to answer is your worst ever winner of a Royal Rumble. Now mine would have been the 2012 Sheamus for me at the time. Didn't really see the point of it. That's just me, right? I did. I love. I love Sheamus, but I just thought at that time he did, didn't need it at all. It just was wrong. So there we go. We'll, 20- we'll ask that. So Gio, who's yours? Worst winner of the Rumble ever for you? I go 2018 Randy Orton because there was no need for it. Hmm. I did. I can. I can see that demo. Greatest Royal Rumble, Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, damn, that counts, didn't it? Damn, I forgot about that. All right, Toaster, as you're here, worst winner in the Rumble ever. Oh, Vince God. McMahon. Mm. Uh, you, go, you go back to Prime Attitude Era. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone loved the Attitude Era. It was fantastic. Go back and watch it now. There was some hot garbage there. Oh, yeah. uh, but Vince yeah. McMahon winning the 99 Royal Rumble. Get the fuck out of here. No, no. Vince McMahon holding titles. It's just as bad <laughs> as Arquette. 
Like, I'm, I'm not having any arguments. ECW champion, like the disrespect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he was ECW champion with his do rag on. Yeah, with yeah. the <laughs> By the way, have any of you seen Cardona parodying that shit? Cardona is on fucking fire at the minute, and he yeah. has done a parody picture of the Vince Durag thing, as well as some of the other shit, and it, it, it is fantastic. So that leads into actually, I mean, Toast to put a really good tweet out, and there's been so many talks. So since Mickey James was announced for the Women's Rumble, obviously the whole RWWE exploring that forbidden door nonsense. I still don't like that phrase, forbidden door. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's always been conversations but anyway of anyone showing up to the to the rumble and now obviously today i'm seeing they're trying to get ronda to maybe be around and many names have mentioned matt cardona toaster tweeted out i think just character wise where he's at the things he's Uh, done i think he'd be a great shout if they could game but are you expecting anyone or do you think it's just internet talk supposedly they got the iconics too they turned it down they've said no Oh, did they turn it down? Yeah, he turned it down. Yeah, I was reading that earlier. And that's what made me brought it up. Are, are you expecting any others, though? I think Jeff Jarrett shows up again. Um, possibly Mick Foley, if they're going to extend this feud that Foley and Cardona started on GCW. In terms of the women, I think Cheap Pop is going to be... Big Swole is going to show up. The oh. pop the internet crowd and take a shot at AEW just because, obviously, she's married to Cedric. Um, and she's and released she's from thingy, and she's got that buzz. Yeah, of course she will. Like, yeah. and I'll say this outright: Big Swole is not the Very level good. of AEW or WWE. Like, nah. it's just she's not. Like, fair play to go out, make your business, make get your money. I would never disparage someone from continuing their career or whatever. But she wasn't of the level where AEW are looking to take their women, or where WWE are looking to take their women. But I think she shows up. Tell you via tweet. <laughs> yeah, just tell him via tweet. Uh, yourself, Damo, are you expecting any big names? No, not not in terms of forbidden door style. I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to like rattle. I mean, Moose like, oh is the bookie's favorite because of the way Moose has gone about it. It wouldn't be a big shock for me like that. But, I don't. Let me ask you this legitimately, right? And this goes to everybody. Moose, yes, we all know who he is. We've got internet yeah. access and we watch internet wrestling if you're looking at the average wwe fan is moose gonna give a f- like uh, me and roster wwe fans gonna give a fuck about who moose is no. like are they gonna I know who he yeah, is i like, don't see it being a pop there's not a there's not a general crossover that's why i was looking at the the impact roster if you're gonna bring people from there you've got heath you've got maybe a rhino you've got cardona as i said like you're looking nostalgia pops like if Heath comes out and you hear he's got kids, do you know what I mean? That plays in that he could do almost a Santino sort of elimination. You know, come in, get knocked out in a minute, and the commentators, Pat, Pat McAfee, have a fucking field day taking the piss out of Heath having kids or something. <laughs> but I can't see any other like names in a or not a W sorry an impact that will raise a reaction to the fans. Like, there's no going to get more reaction to Summer Rae than you would Moose, and that's no disrespect to Moose. That's just where a lot of the hardcore WWE fans are at. It is, they have one product. They're not bothered about the rest. They're not bothered That's about Impact. They're not bothered about GCW or MLW. They, they know AEW's there and they know who's there. See, but, for me, I think they'd get bigger pops by Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa. Like, in-house guys. I think they would get bigger pops yeah. than some Impact guys, myself. Like, if Ciampa comes out at the Rumble, yeah, I'm going to pop. I think that'd be great. 
You know, Pete Dunn coming out of the Rumble, I feel would get a bigger pop than, say, Eddie Edwards appear for me, you know? Like that yeah. kind of thing. I would pop probably harder for Pete Dunn and Champa finally getting called up and doing something than I would for, yeah, Edwards appearing. And I, I, I never really got Eddie Edwards. I didn't really ever get the hype. That's, I'm not gonna lie. that's WWE legend, Summerrae? <laughs> I have no issue with being called a legend. I also have no issue because people called Hornswoggle and Gilbert superstars. So, <laughs> but yeah, so come at me. Like. What I was going to mention, like the highest rated odds is Bray Wyatt appearing at the Rumble. Not a chance. I don't. I don't think so. And Ronda Rousey is now the favorite for the Women's Rumble. Yeah, apparently she's booked for the Rumble and for Raw. And Paige has come right up. She's like fourth favorite. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh- is anybody Corey Graves saying he's cleared? Has anybody thought about I him showing there's going to be like a bit with him, maybe Pat McAfee or something. Maybe Corey Graves deals with Johnny Knoxville. There'll be like a bit in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be some kind of bit. I mean, I'm looking forward to Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville looking really old. I felt really old when I watched Johnny Knoxville a bit with Sammy Zayn, which was horrible TV, by the way. Like, I love Sammy and I love Johnny Knoxville, but that was horrible TV on SmackDown. Like, their whole bit just didn't work i just hated every second of it um but he looks really old like he really he is really old though like i think i'm like i was watching jackass when i was really young and i'm not exactly a kid anymore you know just um yeah but i do get hyped for the rumble i mean who are you guys going with for win Gio, who's who you got to win each one i'm going with kevin owens still kim with owens and the women Okay. Good answer. Women, yeah. I don't, yeah, women, I don't know. Oh. If you had gun to your head, though, pick one. Uh, I'd say maybe Bianca Belair again. Belair again. All right. Demo? I'm not deviating from my original back. Okay. I'm mean, still winning it, and I am going with... I'm going to go Bailey. Okay. Bailey still. Toaster, who you got? Kind of wanted to go Owens, but two of them have done it already, so I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know what? Fuck it, Biggie. Biggie's gonna get his mania moment. Fair. And the women. Um, the women. Like everything's dragging me to Belair, but I don't. I don't know. So, I'd I mean, rather see. She ran through Zelina. Like. Yeah, I'd like... rather see someone else. Like I, I, I thought of a Carmella or someone random. Like fucking not Liv, because Liv's obviously had a couple of runs at Becky already. Unless they're going to let her win that at Mania. It's the only way I see Liv doing anything in it. Mm, I just don't think Liv's ready. I think as much as she huffed and puffed against Becky, it was very clear that she's not there yet, you know? But yeah. Yeah, but what do you do with her? If she's not there, do you just let her stay in the roster sort of floating for another yeah, year? And exactly. then see if she's like, ready there? There are many who could she feud with, like, you know? Is that why so, Lita's back for this one last Philip Rick Flair I, run, you know? I'd say save live for the money in the bank. I'll maybe give her money in the bank. Aren't they doing... No, it's elimination. Is it elimination chamber they're doing out in Saudi? I thought it was money yeah. in the bank. I was like, the yeah, women are not doing it. I was going to check there. Until, like, in June, she can win money in the bank. I would put money in the bank on live. I could see that. That I could see. My only issue is with the money in the bank for the women is if they're going to put it on someone, at least give them a run as Miss Money in the Bank this time. Yeah. <laughs> 
So my picks, I think I I think Big E. I, I I thought Big E always. I feel like they'll give him the rumble as like a thanks for letting Lesnar and us change our plans. You know, I feel like I feel like they'll give him his moment. Um, and it'll be Big E Rollins, I think, kind of thing is what I'm expecting. And then for the women, see, I did always say Nikki Bella just because it was winding people up. Um, but I actually think Alexa Bliss is going to win it. I think Bliss wins the Rumble. That makes sense without new copyright and stuff that was put through. Yeah, and the trademarks of the goddess back and stuff, you know. Do we think we get a double appearance from Bliss? True Foley style, when Foley did it as Jack, Mankind, Dude Love. Obviously, they're (laughs) they're doing this weird thing where is she twisted Alexa or is she, you know regular alexa do we get both entrance maybe i mean they they've got they've got slots to fill and not a, nine slots whole load, of, eight whole load of people have they to uh um raquel's rumored to be in it and dakota i would i would expect i expected both of them to be called up and stay on there myself um that would leave with them two that would leave seven confirmed sorry seven slots available because obviously Ron does not confirm, Paige isn't confirmed, Alexa's not confirmed, Bailey's not confirmed. Um, there's rumours that Trish is going to be around, she's obviously not confirmed. Quite a lot of rumours, and there are enough spots for everybody that's rumoured. So we're mm. obviously going to get disappointed and get um, Tamina in four times. <laughs> yes. And, and before Nia Jax returns, by the way, just... Are you would you expect any returns for people that have been released? Do you think anyone could possibly? I mean, yeah. obviously, I see a lot of Bray Wyatt talk. I really don't think so. I think Bray's quite enjoying himself acting. To be honest with you, I don't think he's in any particular rush to wrestle at all. You know, uh, I, if I'm honest, I legitimately see Nia just because of the tweet she had a couple of weeks ago, where like she was tweeting in response to people saying she had heat with Charlotte, and her and Charlotte, she flipped the camera around. And it was her and Charlotte sitting in a hairdresser's together, or it might have been like a. Ah, uh, it was when it said um, we're, we're best friends, uh, like still friends or something. Yeah, and she actively has stayed away from other wrestling companies and stuff. I think she shows up. Um, they need like, and this is no offense there, but they need like more bruisers in that division. If you know what I mean, no more mm. uh, bigger females that can throw them around. And yes, while she has an unfortunate history of causing injuries or whatever, I think WWE still have value in her, especially with, isn't The Rock's daughter still down in the performance center? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So, like, just think of the history there. Like, that's what, that's, like, her aunt or her cousin or something. I don't know what the relationship is. I know they're related, but I don't know what the direct relation is. It just makes sense for them to bring Nia back. It absolutely does not because she's fucking awful at her job. Not just because of the injuries, but because she's a terrible wrestler. <laughs> Which is why they will bring her back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to upset everyone. <laughs> oh, no, you did the do-rag picture. The do-rag picture is in Discord. Look at do-rag by Cardona, though. He is, yeah, he is that gimmick. It. Honestly, when Cardona got released, I was like, oh, please, not AEW. He went to AEW, done the five matches, and I was like, oh, come on, you're just Zack Ryder. And then... He went away and reinvented himself, like with the the GCW stuff and the Impact stuff and the whole <laughs> Matt Cardona basically being Vince on the Indies. I think he's fucking he's money right now. He is possibly the biggest like 
sort of free agent, not attached to one of the big companies. Did you see the match with him and Janela this weekend? Uh, I saw clips of it. I haven't seen the full match yet. We get Vincent dressed up as Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> like, full on, he had the Vince Halloween mask and did the front. Um, uh, <laughs> Iron showed up dressed up as Edge with the with the whole motorcycle home W get up on. Nice. Sky uh, now have Ronda as favorite for the Rumble, yeah. by the way. Yeah, she's favorite everywhere. <laughs> everywhere I've just looked, is she's and a very clear favorite. It's not even close. Like they've got Drew, Brock, and Big E pretty close at the top of the men's. I don't see them giving it to Drew or Brock. Big E, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, Ronda is a very clear favorite now. That could be like the worst kept secret. So who does Ronda go against then? Does she go after Becky or she go after yeah, Charlotte? I reckon Becky and maybe they'll just do Lita Charlotte or something. <laughs> <laughs> could be, like it could be that simple. I, yeah, if Ronda wins, it's got to be Becky in it, and we finally, you know, at WrestleMania. So yeah, we'll see. Um, other bits I've got written here, obviously some contract stuff. Uh, Sami Zayn's reportedly new multi-year deal is done. Um, signed, sealed, delivered, and Mustafa Ali requested his release, which they haven't given him yet, have they? Nope. No, I heard. And Brian Kendrick. Apparently, I forgot yeah. Brian Kendrick was still a thing. To be honest with you, not going to lie. What do you but... mean he got thrown under stars? What do you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, but I forgot that he was like like a real thing. I thought he was a producer. I didn't think he was. Uh, he wants to wrestle still or something. Is what I was reading today. Yeah, I thought that was long done. Like anyway. Well, I think that's uh, looking at Scotty Too Hotty getting bookings all over the world at the minute. Like he's GCW mm. and he's getting booked over. I think OTT have reached out to him for one of our yeah, shows yeah. over Scotty here. Scotty Too Hotty is uh, is big business right now, isn't he? Like, yeah. So I think Kendrick sees another money run for himself in the end. This like Kendrick could go to GCW wrestle what Mark Marco Stunt and Hornswoggle or something, um, yeah. and then he could go like do a run in not New Japan but one of the smaller Japanese companies. Like he could still do quite a run and make a decent bit of money for himself. Yeah. Um, so, and apparently what I was reading is that uh, they're not going to give Ali his release, which is weird. They normally don't stop they've people. Already, apparently they've already rejected it, which is why the hashtag free Ali movement is a thing now. The free Ali, you know? So Ali will not get a release because Ali will go somewhere and with the demographics that he covers and his style of wrestling, he will get over in any other company. If he yeah. goes to New Japan, if he goes to AEW, he's got to be big fucking money and it'll show... WWE up. They will not release him from that kind of thing. Exactly, covers, they said, didn't no. they, that the term value was mentioned yeah. or brought up several times, and it's that. And it? it's, yeah. like you said, He's, it's what Ali, the boxes he ticks. He ticks. Yeah. It, it's so. just, it's not happening. Like, they can trot him out every year for the Saudi shows. And a couple of other shows and demographics he covers where going into it. Not a chance they release him. Speaking I saw, of the Saudi no. shows, um, it's rumoured that Mansoor will be in the chamber. Of course he will. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's not even a surprise. Imagine my surprise <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> what was you going to say, Gio? Sorry, sir. I saw the joke that if Ali really wants to be released, his next match, he should just leave the ring and go through the crowd. <laughs> yeah, should do. Maybe that's the only way. Um, and last thing that uh, I had written down here, Carmella obviously has tested positive for COVID. So we wish her a speedy recovery, and that's why Zelina got trampled by Bianca Belair, I'm guessing, last night. Right, Gio, it's review time, sir. What did you get to watch other than your promos? 
Collision in Korea. Collision in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it. Don't even lie. Oh, Justin, didn't you request that one? I think I did. I think I requested that one a while ago. Oh, so this is the guy that requested yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was today's 15 matches <laughs> over, what was it, two days? It was a two-day thing, wasn't it? Oh, Yeah. Right. Let's get the cards up. Oh, my God. Now, there's a little bit of history with all this, isn't there? Didn't they do one of the Dark Side of the Rings was about this, yes. wasn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Two Cold Scorpio tried to shank uh, Road Warrior Hawk with metal chopsticks in Korea. <laughs> okay. Because this one is one of the few that isn't available on the network, is it? This You can't watch it on the network, this one. I don't think it's there. There's some WCW no. ones that aren't there, and and this is, uh, this is one of them. Um, it's because... I believe it's owned by Anoki, and it was just a WCW joint show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think it was theirs to sort of give up. But as a pay-per-view, as an event, how was it? Great, actually. Like, the crowd was amazing. They have just to be, or else they get shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they have a choice? <laughs> Did they have a choice? Um, they gave the same reaction to In the Night Garden two days previous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because the main event of night one was uh, Hashimoto <laughs> versus Scott Norton. Love that. Scott uh, Norton, who didn't make it to the pay-per-view, according to Darkseid, because apparently he was on the line bitching to his wife about how shitty Korea is. And then <laughs> he heard the phone click, and then they knocked on his door, and they're like, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, what else we got here? Kenshin Sasaki versus Master Saito. Uh, Flying Scorpio. Obviously, too cold. Take took on Atani. Uh, in which Scorpio won. Um, it's the show on the second night. Uh, the Steiner Brothers versus uh, Hiro Hiroshi Hayes and Kenshin Sasaki. Banger of a match, actually. I remember this one. Uh, I watched this one. Hiroshi Hase has one of the best mustaches in the world. <laughs> that's what that's what you take from the pay per view. How good his uh, his mustache was, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the point of it was to, you know, I get why it was trying, but it just didn't really work, did it? Like, I don't know, it didn't really work for me, like as an event. I mean, day two was pretty good. Uh, obviously, Anoki versus Ric Flair and. Ric Flair getting beaten by an Inzaguri, which was, you know, fair enough. It's, li it's literally the Saudi shows before the Saudi shows. Yes. This was the this was the original Saudi shows. An old black cat. Oh, my God. There's some names on here, though. <laughs> there are some names on this card where I'm like, hold on a minute. I love it. A wild Pegasus. Wild Pegasus. Is that what he was still doing that in this? Wow, he shall not be named. Wow, he was on the card as well. There you go. Took on he took on two cold Scorpio on day two, beat him in six minutes. But yeah, this is also a dark side of the ring event. Um, let's make sure you check it out because there's a lot of history to it, and it's Inoki really is just a bit of a lad, isn't he? It's the story of Eric Bischoff going off on like a like he went off on a morning jog without his interpreter, and like 
everybody just stared at him like he was Godzilla because they were like, what, what is this dude doing? <laughs> and then he turned back and he got like really, like he got yelled at big time for doing that. But it, here is the record. It does say the second day of the event holds the record for the largest ever attendance for a wrestling event. Is that still the case? 190,000. Wow. Yeah, there are reports that the number was faked. It was faked. The, the reports are that the number was faked to make yeah. it an unbeatable record kind of thing. Right. I get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah. Oh, up, you were going to get shot, so. Fair enough. There we <laughs> go. But yeah, two-day event. I think the dark side of the ring covers it more. I mean, some of the cards are right. Hawk versus Yasuda. I could dig that. I mean, the card looks decent, but. Yeah, the the less said about collision in Korea and your promo. So three promos. This brought me down a dark rabbit hole. Just watching <laughs> vignettes upon vignettes all week and laughing my ass off. I've watched Dusty Rhodes do American common jobs because he was the common man. So he's punch. <laughs> he's punching toilets and turds. Um, he. He worked at the butcher shop, and I think his line for that one was, nobody will beat your meat like me, daddy. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, God. But what was your top three, uh, then? Oh, there's, uh, see, there's not a top three, because there was just so, like, I've watched so much stuff. I watched Georgie Animal Steel do a whole thing. At, hold, like, oh, wow. hold on a second. What do you mean there's not a top three? The, t the task wasn't to watch a load of promos, it was to give us your top three promos. He just went down a rabbit hole in it and never come out. I did. <laughs> I literally watched stuff like there was George Animal Steel at a zoo just pointing out the zoo animals and comparing <laughs> that's, them to that's, and like That's not a promo. George Animal Steel only ever bit the turnbuckle. That's all he ever did. It's just if it's not him eating a turnbuckle, it's no. How have you not mentioned Wayland Mercy yet either? Like, come on now, Wayland Mercy's vignettes were like the greatest thing ever. I mean, bitten on playgrounds and smushing bugs. I love that, and the the debut of Razor Ramon and even Carlitos that vignettes before he started, they were great. Carlitos yeah. one. I was a fan even before the man stepped in the ring, uh, you know. I watched some Jamaican Kofi Kingston bury people in the sand. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, do you remember that? Oh, the you stuff we'd be forced to watch. Uh I watched <laughs> Crime Time Rob people. <laughs> Rick Martel on a horse spraying arrogance. Yes. That's gotta be up there. Come on, Gio, though. On the spot. Pick one. Which one did you laugh hardest? Uh, Mount. I, I'm, I'm still sticking with my boy, Mountie, who I told you the, the one I watched, and I watched it again because it's just too fucking funny. He's on a horse, and a tourist stops him and is like, excuse me, sir, which way to America? And he gets off his horse, and he goes, silly American, America. And he flips up the horse until he goes, America is that way. Canada this way. <laughs> oh my god. There you go. So that is the winner. Right. Okay, right. Do you uh want WWE or WCW? 
Well, hold. Yeah, okay. Let's finish this bit. Um, yeah. I'll go with WCW. WCW pay-per-views. Okay. <laughs> Let's get your list up. I, I like the pain. Give me some pain. Right. And we're spinning, so say stop when you're ready. Stop. 1994. Ooh, oh, if you don't get slamboree, I'm calling. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that Just rig it. I want to because that's Sting versus Vader, and that was fucking car crash. <laughs> oh. Anyway, right. We're starting. Go. Say stop. Stop. Oh, you're lucky. You've got Halloween Havoc, 1994. Right, let's get this card up. Let's see what you're working with. Right, you are WCW World Television Championship, Johnny B. Bad versus Honky Tonk Man. WCW Tag Team Championships, pretty wonderful. Yes. Orndorff and Roma taking on Stars and Stripes, the Patriot, and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Uh, Dave Sullivan versus Kevin Sullivan. Dustin Rhodes versus Arn Anderson. Uh, United States Heavyweight Championship, Jim Duggan versus uh, Steve Austin. Uh, Vader with Harley Race taking on the Guardian Angel. The Nasty Boys are taking on Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck. And a steel cage retirement match for the World Heavyweight Championship with Mr. T, a special guest referee. Have a word. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. There you go. Oh, no. That is that is early doors WCW when people were like, can we not watch Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair anymore, please? Instead, they give us the NWO. Chance would be a fine thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, 94 <laughs> retirement match. We've got a lot of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair to go, boys. If that was their retirement match in 94. God. Right. That's yours. Right. What did you want to bring up, Jim? Yeah. I got a tie for two idiots of the week. Tie for two? Will it yes, toast to be the judge of which one wins idiot of the week? Then go on then. Who's your two? I posted them both in the, uh, the old Discord there. Right. The what? Whoever the fuck is running the AEW Twitter page? Because these idiots are just pissing people off left and right. Where? Which one? They took, a, they took a swipe at the Alexa Bliss promo, but they messed up really bad on it. So they put up this thing that said, therapy is really good for you. So is AEW. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that wasn't... That did get... That did get slated. But I, I feel like that meme gets used a lot about a lot of stuff. And I think they just jumped on it because it was AEW. Like, that meme and does get used a lot, you know? But I would understand why people say not cool. But, yeah. yeah and they, then, yeah. My, my biggest city of the week, you, you guys, so you ever have a child and it touches the stove and you keep slapping said child's hand and saying, All the time. stop touching the stove? I have Sonny. a cat that does that. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny is said cat slash child. Yeah. He's touching the oven and burning herself. Yeah, she's in big trouble again. Is she, didn't, but yeah, surely, she's surely it's all Sable's fault. Huh? Um, Gio, I, I accept that you've got these two contenders, but you've missed out your third contender, which is a discussion that everybody has had at some point. Um, and 
the bad boy himself, Joey Janella. Oh, yes! I also posted this! <laughs> this See, I actually think difference. Joey Janella might probably be the winner, to be fair. <laughs> Wait, what did Joey do? Did I not send you it? No, I don't think so. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Send him that. Oh, and then no. we'll just get a live reaction. <laughs> Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> He also he also replied to said tweet with um, a gif of Cockass. Oh, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, I forgot about yeah. Yeah, he didn't. No, he is... didn't think this all the way through, did he, Mister Janella? <laughs> Damn, well, we had discussed this, and this is literally when I said, "Yeah, Janella's definitely Next. gone." <laughs> yeah, uh, we were we were up. looking. There was a list of like rumored wrestlers most likely to leave. And it was Cage, uh, Stunt, and fucking Janela. And I was like, I don't know, Janela, maybe he can go to GCW and focus. Seeing that tweet was like, yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah. I could see all three of them leaving. That that would probably be the three oh, yeah. I would pick if they said. I, I would. Terry have called Brian Cage from the beginning because they fucked him his whole run. And the, I, no, think the thing is, I also think that part no, of it isn't just on them. I think Brian Cage may have like slightly unrealistic options. Uh, like, uh, views of himself for me like i like brian cage and he was he was a perfect fucking signing because it was a good guy from impact new company but i don't think he's as good as he thinks he is which doesn't help him you know I agree yeah so with aw in general what you're going to see in the next year right when the contracts start expiring aw at the start had to quickly turn around from being like oh we put on this all in pay-per-view it was brilliant to Right, shit, we're a company now. We need TV time. We need wrestlers. Uh, mm-hmm. They filled their roster with what was available. Um, admittedly, some of it's very talented. The like, We talked about it earlier, like Jungle Boy and stuff. Kim Thurs, they, they're going to be top talent. Yeah. But there are wrestlers... Sorry. There, there are wrestlers that aren't of the level that they need to be. And because Tony Khan has this thing that he's had that many shots at WWE, which I've said millions of times, Tony Khan needs a social media handler that yeah. handles his interviews and stuff because he should not be allowed off, off book. He makes the company look bad, makes himself look bad. He won't release wrestlers. Like, he won't fire them. So he's letting their contracts on out, which is nice. It means they get all their money. They get the money they're guaranteed. They get to look after the families and stuff. But you will see wrestlers like Brian Cage, who, for me, was never above a mediocre wrestler. He has the look. And with a mouthpiece, yes, you could package him. Like, he would have been perfect in old ECW. Paul Heyman ECW. Yeah. Brian Cage is the perfect wrestler. He can't really wrestle, but Paul Heyman would have booked him like a monster and had him look like a monster. Current day, especially in AEW, where the wrestling matters more than some of the other stuff, Brian Cage is not above mid-card. Exactly, and, and Taz is struggling to, to carry him. Like, Taz, for me, I was like, okay, that would work. Taz is exactly what he needs. But I think Brian Cage believes his own hype. Yeah. And I think that's his problem, is that he's not going to get better while he's still... He's got that mindset like, I was top guy in Impact. Like, bro, if I got in shape, I could be top guy in Impact. You know, it's not really a big thing. Like, he's, and watching him, I'm like... You're not as good as you make out to be, you know? And I think, yeah, okay, I don't think they've booked him particularly well, but if you're not very good, they're not going to book you particularly well. It's kind of goes both ways for me. So, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, well, they have Wardlow and Hobbs, who are both five and, and ten years old. They look like they're booking Archer properly are, again, uh, like, you know, but yeah. But yeah, Joe Jill, wins. Right, sorry, Joe, what was you going to say midway through that? Trying to say is supposedly Leo Rush is done too. Yeah, oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he's done. done. I think he was Uh, done once he shouted, "Apologize" on Twitter over the big roast, small thing to me. And 
<laughs> and you know what? That goes back to what you were saying about, you know, the kids and the hot stoves and stuff. Like, yeah, Leo right. gotten shit in WWE for mm-hmm. an attitude. He apparently had shit with CZW before he went to WWE. Yep. Um, and, like, AEW was essentially his lifeline. Yes, New Japan will still hire him for New Japan Strong because they hire, like, all the sort of free independent guys. But Leo, the second he started going, somebody apologize now or I'm going to say something, showed a level of unprofessionalism, and that's yeah. what it is. Like, you're that's hired right. by this company. You call your boss if you have an issue with what's been said. Do I agree with what the way Corey Han handled the situation? No, he shouldn't have tweeted that shit, but he did. That's this his boss. Like Leo should have took it like, backstage and done it. right in what he said for me. I don't, like we've said, you said earlier, Big Swole isn't good enough, but you can't tweet that as her boss in response to what she put. You know, yeah. like that just isn't the way you handle that. But you don't then call your boss out telling him to apologize on Twitter either, you know? So And it's it's not surprising that Leo hasn't appeared in ring since then. He's had a couple of backstage segments and they've basically walked back the whole Leo Rush Dante Martin story to where Matt Seidel is now helping Leo again. Even though they kinda of half feuded that off to move him on to Team Taz. So like Leo was always gone as soon as he did that promo. Yeah, well, that so. Twitter around that was just by Leo, you're too much trouble. But I think that, as you say, over the next year, I think I think they'll let, as you say, they 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 scooped up as much as they could. They'll shimmy through what they think they can work with. Some will have their contracts run down, which I think is smart, and they'll bring in some other guys. Like, well, you know, we also got the most important contract that's not signed right now, and that is one. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I don't believe I that mean, for a minute. I, I, um, don't know. I think it's. I think it's part kayfabe. Part I think attention because it's Rumble. You know, look at Johnny Gargano's doing that merch thing that up until the day before it's in Cleveland, didn't he? And that's clearly for me, Gargano's just doing that to milk off the back of everyone expecting yeah. him to show up. I think part of it is business sense, you know. Cody, I think no has kids didn't hire back their TNT champion. I think Cody has an EVP contract. He might be working currently without a in ring contract, and <laughs> I think they're yeah. playing off what. They're- with MJF in a year or two when MJF eventually resigns. But yeah. did any of you see the Serena Deeb uh, interview or tweet she did? I think I it was that. an interview. She said that AEW have made uh, a couple of very strong female signings, but she can't announce the names yet. So uh, Yeah, I did read the tweet. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be Ember and Storm. I'm excited to be Ember. Um, and that, that brings up their women's division, and you will see women like Swole and others that are around from the start just go yeah. missing. Um, and maybe Tegan Knox. I'm expecting maybe Tegan Knox, maybe Valkyrie. Are the, couple, the ones that were in my head when she said that. But I'm expecting one to be Ember Moon. But what do you think? There's some some real good ones available. My Yim is free. Tony Storm is free. Tegan Knox is free. Valkyrie is free. You know? There's some good women out there still to be grabbed. I think Taya and Mia both go impact. I think that's that's where they go back. I would expect, and I'm expecting Keith Lee at impact, if I'm honest. <clears throat> but we'll see. If Please, it wasn't we'll for uh fucking what do you call her, Scarlet's history with impact, I would assume her and Killer would go there, but I think Killer will either go in these AAA or he'll end up in AW. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, didn't she say no to impact in an interview? She just flat out said no that they wouldn't go there. It's uh, because yeah. of the issues like of her getting out of the contract. Like she had to work in a grocery store and stuff because I, I impact had her locked into that contract where she wasn't making enough money. Wow. Um, before she eventually oh. left. Yeah. Wow. 
Damn it. What was that to you? I said, no more smoke show? Damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if where she goes, she will do the smoke show. You just it sure. won't be impact. You can subscribe to her already, fan. She might do it on there. <laughs> right, guys, that we reach the end. Unless you, we've got any more news, I don't have anything. Um, I see one last thing that was posted in the this was from Demo about uh, Top Dollar wanting to come back already. Oh, could you that that guy? Like, okay, here's 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 one. Like, shut up. That's what Top Dollar needs to do, is just to stop talking. You know? Like, no well, one wants him. He's no not very one... good. He's got a big bloody mouth that just, he doesn't know how to handle. Just stop yourself now. No one's going to sign you. You're done. <laughs> He's still open for his return. Mm -hmm. The door is still open for me to return to WWE. Is it? Is it, Mr. Francis? Is that what you think? Him and Leo Rush had a tag team, I think. Yes, <laughs> they the, should. You know, the, the troublemakers or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign them up. The gobshites. Oh god, yeah, the gobshites. Goodness mate. yeah, top top dollar. The doors are shut firmly in yes, your face, I'm, mate. Doors <laughs> open for him, just like it's open for Enzo Amore. Yes, I think the door is I yeah, think that we would open. See Enzo back sooner. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to say, who would you expect back first, Enzo, top dollar? CM Punk, I would pick Enzo and CR Punk above Top Dollar myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> honestly think Big Cass ends up in about a year when his impact ends up. Yeah. With the work he's putting in Big impact Cass, at the minute. Stand actually, shape. Like, he's definitely WWE. The next Lashley, Drew McIntyre thing. Because they always liked Big Cass. Like, you know, the guy, they split. They repackaged him pretty quick. They put him in a feud with Daniel Bryan, like, straight away. And there was always vibe that, you know, Big Cass ticked a lot of boxes as well. He's a big guy, can move. He's not terrible on the mic, not the greatest. He probably needed a bit more work at a mouthpiece, but I think what he's doing in Impact, I just see it like another, you know, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley story that he'll go full circle, you know? As long as he doesn't kick another midget, he should be okay. He seems to have his head back on, and he looks the business on Impact, to be fair. He looks the business. Looks the business. Right, let's go enjoy the Rumble. If you are around, we are doing a watch-along of the Rumble on stream where... Finally, I get to do Jay's uh, draft prize. I will be doing the rumble in drag. And that means then, Gio, you can stop tweeting nice things at Tony Khan. Unless you're enjoying it. But yes, so Saturday, Gio make sure you come. He does, he actually. I think he likes the, the tweets. His favorite <laughs> show to watch. But yes, the drag will be done on Saturday's Royal Rumble Watch Along. So come check us out on Twitch. Uh, Toaster, thank you so much. For finding time to, to come on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, lads. And uh, I get to the Twitter and tweet out my joy for Sting versus Luchasaurus. Do it. <laughs> Do that. I'll watch for that. But then Saturday it's over. Uh, Demo, thank you. Gio, thank you. And we will see you all uh, next week. <laughs>